great to have you one up. Very awesome. For those that don't know who One Up are, they are in between kids, church, and youth. And so it's great to have you here, One Up. So today, uh, we're sort of starting our Christmas theme, which in, in the middle of fruitfulness and supernatural. And so we're talking about the light of the world. So that's Jesus, right? The light of the world, Jesus. And so that's what we're, we're looking at this morning. And uh, quick things, I see that Katie's here. She's been on our music team a while ago. It's good to have you, Katie. It's great to have Bernard and Penny here. Bernard and me go way back. We, juniors, junior footy boys played a few games together, so there you go. It's great to have you here, Bernard. So if you have a Bible, who's got their Bible? I encourage you to bring a Bible to church. If you don't use it, at least it saves a seat, eh? Bring your Bible. For those that don't know me, if you're new to church, if you're new to One Heart, my name's Josh, and I have the privilege to be able to be the youth pastor here. It's not an opportunity, it's a responsibility. And so next year is going to be an awesome year in youth. We've closed our year. We had a... um. A big kids party. So we had like pin the tail on a donkey, um, jelly, whatever you think of a kids party, party bags, we had it all. It was fun. And we can't wait for next year. But so if you've got your Bible, we're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 6. Everyone say 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 6 and Luke 2. So we're going to be going to 2 Kings chapter 6 and Luke 2. And so if we're, going to, we're going to start, we're going to read in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6. And so we're going to read from verses 8 to 17. Now, typically, this isn't a Christian Bible, like a, no, it is Christian. It's not a Christmas story, but it will relate to us today. All right, we ready? So, Elisha traps the Armenians, if that's how you pronounce it. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. Now, that's actually what it says. I, I didn't like, can't read the names. But immediately... Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, don't go near that place for the Armenians are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that um, he would be on the alert there. The king of Arm became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which one of you is a traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied, the brave one. Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel every word you speak in, private, in the privacy of your bedroom. Hmm. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded. So I'll send the troops to seize him. And the report came back to Elisha, uh, is at Dothan. So one night, the king of Aram sent a large army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Can someone say everywhere? Everywhere. everywhere. Got it. Oh, and so this is what the guy says. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried out to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillsides around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Now that wasn't horses and chariots like in pain, going, oh, I'm on fire. That was, that was like those armies of heaven, right? Okay, now let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 1 to 20. So now this is a traditional uh, Christmas reading. So at the birth of Jesus, at that time, the Roman emperor 
Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And so all, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the villages of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while, there, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. Who's seen that thing? Thanks for making everything cuddly. Who knows that ad? That's what I think about. Oh, thanks for making it cuddly. All right, we'll keep reading. Um, suddenly, because I want to say suddenly, the angel, oh wait, I've, I've skipped a heap, I'm going to go back, because there was no lodging available for them, all right, now the shepherds and the angels, but that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding, uh, guarding their flocks of sheep, suddenly, now say suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. So that's Jesus. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find him wrapped snugly in the strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, now I'm going to say suddenly again. The angel was joined by a host of Hosts of others, so more angels, and the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, let's listen. Just wait, we'll, we'll, we'll get the effect. Glory to God in highest heaven, glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those who love his peace. My singing's no good, but I'm sure it sounded something similar to that. So and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds each said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the thing, let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried. So everyone say hurried. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and brought uh, and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Let's pray, hey? Holy Spirit, we don't we just want to hear words. We want to hear what you have to say to us. We thank you for your word. May, may you bring it to life in us. May we leave this place better. May we leave this place with your perspective and your sight. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So the title is When Angels Come to Town. So if you're taking notes, When Angels Come to Town. Now the Bible is full of angels and angels angelic situations in the Bible. Um, you may be familiar with things like there's multiple accounts of angel assassins. So angels that are sent to kill people. It's pretty brutal, but they're in the Bible. There's the Uber fire chariots with Elijah. There's um, lion taming angels. There's jail breaking angels. And, there's, and the Bible even speaks about 
um, being hospitable to strangers in case they are angels. And so the Bible is full of encouragement. Read the Bible and you'll, you'll be revealed to it. But two verses that I want us to focus on from what we just read in those two chunks of Bible is 2 Kings chapter 6.17 and Luke 2.13. It says this, Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and he looked up and he saw that the hillsides around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Then Luke 23, 13, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying. And so armies of heaven, armies of God, what connects these two scriptures that we have read today is that we see that the army of God in mass numbers on earth. So there's a lot of other, uh, other angels in the Bible, but these are two accounts where they come in masses on earth. So that's what relates them together. So that's the title, When Angels Come to Town. So we're going to review... Uh, two Kings, what we read at the start, and see how that can relate to our life. I don't know if you've heard a song. I've I heard it a bit on YouTube, whatever else. It's called Surrounded Brackets Fight My Battles. And it's like, this is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Has anyone heard that song? I encourage you to look it up. I love it. It's good. It gets me in the, in the mood. And so with that, we've got to understand, like the Elijah was surrounded by men, but he was actually surrounded by God. What lies do you need to come out of agreement of? Think about that. What lies do you need to come out of agreement of? Facts don't equal the truth. The facts were that they were surrounded by chariots of fire, but the truth, what God had surrounded them even greater, right? So there's a difference between truth and fact. Just because there's, there's facts doesn't equal truth, right? That's what we read. And so the facts um, say that we are surrounded by enemy. Insert your issue. Sickness in my family. Oh, my, my dad had it. My grandfather had it. I'm going to have it. Well, no, that's the issue. But that's, that might be the fact, but that's not the truth, right? It could be, I can't get a job. I can't pass school if you're in one up. I have no friends. I can't afford a car. I can't afford a house. I, I have addiction. Um, I'm a failure. There's so many lies and things that that might be the, the fact, but it's not the truth. Right, and we've got to understand that as a church. And so the truth is that the enemy is outnumbered. Yeah. Elisha's young buddy had the wrong perspective. It wasn't until Elisha prayed for him that his eyes opened to the supernatural. Come on, somebody. Then his view shifted from physical to spiritual. And so that's one of my, one of my favorite Bible verses is Colossians 3, chapter 1. And it says, set your sights on the realities of heaven. That's such a, I don't know how old I was when I seen it, but it was such a, a shifting moment in my life. I go, you know what? No, I'm going to set my sights on the realities of heaven. I'm going to take my eyes off the physical and I'm going to open them up to the spiritual to see what's really there. The armies of God, the angels had already come to town. Can you see them? They're already here. Can we see them? Can we see the power of God? Deuteronomy 28, 13. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be on top and never at the bottom. Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? God, church, God is for us. We are the head and not the tail. You've got to set your sights on heaven. We've got to do that. We need to get our eyes opened to what's the reality. Natural eyes see my... So, this is an example. My natural eyes would say, my supply comes from air upholsterers, right? That's what my natural eyes say. But my spiritual eyes say, well, no, air upholsterers is just a conduit of which my supply comes from. So now 
do I pray for my, my work? Yes, I pray that that be blessed and favoured. But that's not where I get my security from. My, that's natural eyes. I have spiritual eyes. I go, you know what? If something happens to Aeropulchus, well, God will provide for me in another way. You, and so what eyes are you looking at? Is your work, if it's Coles, Woolworths, Foodland, whatever, sea coal, whatever it is, do your eyes go, that's my supplier? Or do you have the spiritual eyes go, no, no, that's just a conduit which God is using. So, yeah. And so... Again, what lies do you need to come out of agreement of? Think about it. Write them down if you have to. And we're going to say, sorry, devil, that lie has been denied. Stamp that on there. Get your stamp. Sorry, devil, that lie has been denied. That should be a quote that you've got to be praying. God, devil, wake up in the morning. You have the, I know you wake up those thoughts, oh, I want to, this is my cheat day, I'm lazy. Boom, devil, that lie has been denied because God is, I'm the head, not the tail. If God is for me, who can be against me? We've got to have that kind of faith church. We've got to believe that stuff. So if you're taking notes, the first angel visit reveals to us the greatness and power of God. So it speaks of a shift from the natural vision to supernatural vision. So that's what those first, that first army of angels represent to us. It's a re- revelation. It reveals to us opening our eyes. I love that message from Pastor about glass eyes they look like a real eye but they look like a real eye but with that we've got to open up our eyes and see what God has has got for us because that's what he wants to do we've got to see the greatness of God so now we're going to review Luke and see what that has to say so this was the original story of Christmas the first Noel Jesus is born so nearby shepherds in the dark of night are literally minding their own business when then the first suddenly moment happened and an angel came to town and lit the place up. Now, I thought that was quite interesting. It says it's that darker night, the shepherds are just doing their job, and then the light just shone of this angel, and they're like, um, and so, but it said that it was the first suddenly, and you know what? I love suddenly moments. I love them. And the Bible's full of suddenly moments. My favorite is in Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers are meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were staying are sitting then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them and everyone present was filled with the holy spirit and began speaking in other languages as the holy spirit gave them this ability and i love suddenly moments and just like the shepherds had a suddenly moment i believe you can have a suddenly moment and you can be baptized in the holy spirit i believe for that but so on that first night of christmas Shepherds were at work when suddenly an angel appeared and the glory of God illuminated the darkness of night. And so the best example I can think of that is, I don't know if any of you have watched Die of a Wimpy Kid, but it's that one where Greg's gaming and then one of his parents opened up the curtains and he shrieks, he's like, because the light brights him, blinds him. Or I don't know if you've ever had the, the, the privilege of trying to have a sleep in and someone turns a light on and you're like, oh, like you get blinded. So that's what these, these angels, not these angels, that's what the shepherds faced. They were just minding their own business in the dark when the, this bright angel just arrived on the scene. Then, and so then this angel had good news of a saviour, Jesus. That's what the angels. Then the second suddenly, and the full army arrived singing Baby Shark. I mean, sorry, uh, they were singing the glory song. Once the army of angels left, it says that the shepherds hurried to find Jesus. So they had urgency and they didn't delay. So if you're taking notes, when people have a supernatural encounter, they pursue Jesus. Nothing can hold them back. You've got to to understand that. When when you have an encounter with a supernatural, whether it's an angel with the power of God, you want to pursue Jesus. You want to get to know Jesus more. Mark chapter 6, 
15, 7 to 18 says this. Signs will accompany, other translations will say follow, those who believe. Cast out demons, speak in tongues, handle snakes, drink poison. I want to put the side note in here is, I don't just encourage you to go playing with snakes and drinking poison, but it's in the Bible, I'll say have wisdom regarding those ones. It says, place hands on the sick and they will recover. And it says those signs will accompany those who believe. And so if we believe, those signs have got to follow you, they've got to accompany your life. Sadly, a problem the church faces, people get caught chasing the signs, not let the signs chase them. So you've got to think about that. Am I chasing the sign or is the sign chasing me? What, what, where are you in your life? And it's time for a shift. You're not called to chase signs. Signs are called to chase you. Point the person beside you and say, signs are meant to chase you. Signs are meant to chase you. Looking back to what we read there in Mark, if you cast out demons, watch that person look for Jesus. I can encourage you, if there's someone that's demon-oppressed and you laid your hands on them and that demon went, that person's going to want to know Jesus because they're going to go, I've been set free, I need Jesus. If you pray and someone gets healed, watch that person look for Jesus. If you've got a broken leg or something and you literally can't use it and that gets healed by the power of God, I can, I can guarantee you that person's going to go, you know what, I need what that person has, I need Jesus. So notes, if you're taking notes, once the shepherds meet Jesus, they told everyone they met about him. That's what you've got to take note of is that once the shepherds met Jesus, they told everyone about him. So if the music team would like to come back up, we'll be starting to wrap things up. So we're going to look at Matthew 28, 19, and that's going to get on the screen. And it's, and it's called The Great Suggestion. Delay. Hold back. Get comfortable. Tuck yourself in. Get some of that, it makes everything cuddly and put on your blankets. If it's not putting you out, support someone else. If you have to share your faith with someone, try, but no pressure. Don't go out of your way. Oh, oops. I read it wrong. Sorry. Go and make disciples of all nations. We're not called to have the great suggestion. We're called to have the great commission. We're actually meant to get up, get up and have a and go and tell everyone about Jesus. That's the whole point, right? We are called to live on mission. So notes again, if you're taking notes, that this second angel visit reveals to us the message and the mission of a believer. So in summary, the first angels that we talk, saw, their visit reveals to us the greatness and power of God and it's about changing our view. Are we looking at things naturally or are we looking at things supernaturally? The second angel visit reveals to us the message and the mission of the believer. We saw that the shepherds went from having a, they got a message about, no, yeah, a message about the good news and the peace that Jesus brings. That's the message that the believer has to bring to our world. And then they had a mission, go and tell everyone about that. Right, so we're gonna we're gonna right now. I want us to pray and think, let things out a little bit messy in church. Is that okay? All right, so some people here, I believe that your eyes see the enemy, and it looks like you're surrounded. As I said about before, I said you, you insert whatever your thing is, whether it's you can't get a job, you can't seem to have a breakthrough, whatever the thing that is the lie that you've come into agreement of. We're gonna go, Holy Ghost, open our eyes, lift our head to see the realities of heaven. Um, devil that lie has been denied because you are covered we've got to come out of agree and we've got to come into agreement and into alignment with god's word 
and say that if you um, if you are for us, nothing can be against us, and no weapon formed against us will prosper. Church, we've got to understand that no weapon formed against us will prosper because God is greater than anything the enemy wants to throw our way. Sickness, you're gone. Debt, you're denied. Addiction, you don't belong here. In Jesus' name. So if you want to stand to your feet, we're going to pray right now and we're going to believe. I don't know what it is that you're facing. I don't know what it is that the enemy is saying to you. You know what? You can't beat this. This will, you're surrounded. You're a dead man. You're a dead woman. You're a dead young person. No, you have the power and the authority of heaven on your side. If you're someone that's been chasing signs and wonders, it's time for the signs and wonders to start chasing you. You're going to be someone of influence. And so is that cool? So if whatever it is for you, we're going to sing. We're going to pray. And we're going to believe God for a shift.